I had to pick a narrator to read my books, I would pick Tina Fey because she is my BFF, but she just doesn't know it yet. I am known for mispronouncing words. Something goes from reading it to coming out of my mouth and it gets all jumbled up. After you've read your own words over and over again, your brain starts to get a little like discombobulated and words become a little meaningless. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet best-selling author and blogger Jen Mann, attorney, podcaster, and former Bachelorette star Rachel Lindsay, and writer, director, and performer Amay Lutkin. Listen in to hear what motivated Jen Mann to write her darkly funny examination of The Female Midlife Crisis, Rachel Lindsay on her off-camera life, and the importance of political engagement and protest, and Amay Lutkin on our culture's deep bias against the uncoupled, and why people can be single forever, and that's okay. Plus, hear these authors' stories from the audiobook recording booth. Enjoy! Hi, this is Jen Mann, author of Midlife Bites, Anyone Else Falling Apart, or Is It Just Me? I wrote this book because I felt like no one was talking about the female midlife crisis, and I wanted to start the conversation. If I had to describe recording this audiobook in one word, it would be seasonal hyphen allergies. It is fall, it is Kansas, and every day I am snorting Afrin and cold medicine. I mean, let's keep it real, right, folks? (laughs) There were several words that I realized that I either don't pronounce properly or have no idea how to pronounce. For instance, I say also. I don't know why, but I say that word, and I have a particularly hard time saying particularly Lily. I'm excited for the listeners to hear my acting skills. No, not really. But I do think that when you write a memoir, it probably should be the author reading it because it's their voice, and I think my readers will get that and they'll feel my authenticity come through. They'll feel everything, the humor and the rage. If I had to pick a narrator to read my books, I would pick Tina Fey because she is my BFF, but she just doesn't know it yet. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I don't know about you, but for me, midlife came out of nowhere and kicked me square in my lady garden. To tell the truth, I thought I'd dodge that whole midlife slump I caught older women whispering about when they didn't think I was listening. I was a late bloomer and really didn't come into my own until my 30s, so by the time I landed on 40, I was actually feeling great. A few years before, I'd started a blog called People I Want to Punch in the Throat, which ultimately helped me develop my career as a writer, something I'd dreamed about since I was five years old. I was married to a man who adored me. My kids were pretty cool, and most important, everyone was finally potty trained. Hi, this is Rachel Lindsay, author of Miss Me With That. Writing a book is something that I had put off for years. But I ended up writing it because I wanted to write something that I wish someone would have said to me when I was in my 20s, really even my teens, my later teen years. 
I do a lot of speaking to college campuses, and I speak to a lot of young women and some young men. And I always wonder, when I was sitting in your seat, what do I wish someone would have said to me? What could have freed me from myself and maybe saved me a lot of heartache, stress, frustration, confusion? But I was fearful of writing a book which contradicts the exact message that I'm trying to have come through through the pages of this book. And when I stopped and I thought about that, I thought, okay, you're doing exactly what you tell people not to do. So once I got over that fear, I said, okay, I'm going to tell my story. But I also really wanted people to know me outside of being the bachelorette. The bachelor and the bachelorette, it's a place that allows other people to tell your stories. And now that I'm no longer under contract and no longer affiliated with the franchise, I wanted to tell my story in my way. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be liberating. Because it's one thing to write your book. It's one thing to get over that fear, to put yourself out there through words and pages and chapters, and to read it in your head. It's a whole nother experience to say those words out loud. Because when you're saying them, You have to feel what it is that you're saying. I mean, you feel it when you write it, but it's next level when you have to say it. And there are other people listening to you say it, even though it might not be that many. So I say it was liberating because it's something that helped me get over my fear, not just of writing it and being afraid of what people will think to read it, but then to speak those words and give life to them. It was almost therapeutic for me. Not almost, it was. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a lot of words. But here's the thing. I knew that before I started. You know what I'm saying? I know myself. And even when I was going through the prep of getting ready for this audiobook, I told, shout out to October, that I am known for mispronouncing words. Even though my job is an on-air talent and podcasting, I constantly say words wrong. I don't know what happens. Something goes from reading it to in my head to coming out of my mouth, and it gets all jumbled up. So what did I mispronounce? Oh, capitulate. Substance, I couldn't say at one point. I was saying substance. I mean, take your pick. Sadly, there were many. I'm proud that I was able to find the emotion behind the words because what I wrote was real and I experienced those things and I felt them in the moment. I'm proud and a little surprised that even though I'm talking about things that happened over a decade ago, I could still feel the pain in those words. And I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear that when they listen to this audiobook. I honestly think this audiobook is next level because as a profession, I talk on a microphone, whether it be on camera or in a podcast booth. So listeners are used to hearing me. And so I'm excited that you'll hear a different side of me. You'll hear me get a little emotional. You'll hear me laugh. You'll hear me be sarcastic. You'll hear me get angry and frustrated. You'll hear confusion. You'll hear a little bit of regret. But I'm happy about that because that's all of me. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast James Earl Jones, the voice of Mufasa. But you already told me I can't say that. So 
I think I'd have to go with somebody I admire and I look up to. So I'm going with Michelle Obama because she's the epitome of class. And she's funny and she's smart. And just the fact that she would have taken her time to read my words. Oh, my gosh, what a humbling experience that would be. Now, I made all that up in my head. But again, the question asked me to imagine. So I'm going to imagine big things. And now. Listen to a clip from my audiobook. I recently learned that I came into this world fighting for my life. Literally. I was in Houston visiting my mom's side of the family, grandmother, aunts, uncles, and cousins. And we typically gather around my grandmother's kitchen table for hours to talk and laugh and gossip. We were talking about my unusual life path when my Aunt Jetta shared that she knew I was destined for greatness because of how I came into this world. You know you almost didn't make it, right? She said. I'm sorry, what? Hi, this is Amay Lutkin, author of The Lonely Hunter, How Our Search for Love is Broken, a memoir. I wrote my book because the essay that inspired it was so popular amongst a certain group of people, and I felt like it's a conversation they really wanted to have, and I could kind of start it and fill it out a lot more with the book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be confusing. (laughs) After you've read your own words over and over again, your brain starts to get a little, like, discombobulated, and... Words become a little meaningless, I guess, but then listening to the playback, it's all worth it. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a lot of regular words <laughs> that other people used a lot. There's so many. I guess like most of the chemical ones relating to lust and love are not words we commonly use a lot. I can't even pronounce the one I'm thinking of, actually. Epinephrine. <laughs> Maybe that was it, Yeah. I'm proud that I was able to do dialogue in a way that I think is relatively engaging. It's very easy to get flat when you're just reading off the page. So I hope that that is discernible to listeners. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Holland Taylor. I really like listening to her talk, and I think an older woman narrating this would, I don't know, give it more gravitas. (laughs) Gravitas? Is that one of the words I couldn't pronounce? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Gravitas. I usually listen to audiobooks that are, like, about optimizing your life because I can play them at, like, one and a half or two times the speed and I don't feel like I'm missing anything. So I think the last one was a book called Designing Your Life, and it's just sort of about how to organize and structure the way you think about your life. I don't know that it's really helped me organize my life, but it has given me some things to think about. (laughs) My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is usually like when I'm going on a long walk. I really like taking in my surroundings visually, not looking at my phone, but still being told a story or listening to someone share their ideas. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. It was late in fall, long past the invigorating joys of vivid foliage. The clocks had been set back, and naked branches raked gray skies. There was still a long tunnel of darkness ahead before the twinkling lights of the holidays would emerge and illuminate a more cheerful atmosphere. These transitions were as familiar to me as the Brooklyn street I was walking down, carrying a bottle of wine in a black and silver striped bag, also familiar. The sensation of counting the days until the next thing and then the next thing was how I paced my life, 
with no expectations of more than what I already knew. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.